0: Who wants, tell you, who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee?
1: And now, it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's
0: Coffee with Mike. Hang in,
1: hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Java Chat. This is Coffee with Mike, and I get the distinct pleasure of sitting down with a very interesting character, and we will be uh, digging in here shortly. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Miss Joy Duche. Did I say that right?
1: Yes, you did. Thank uh, you. It's an honor to be here.
2: Smoking. We were just kind of pre-show. She was just mentioning just, you know, how long it's taken for people to kind of get her name right. Now everybody's getting it right. Me, Eh, I'm still working on it of course I've got the I've got the wonderfully interesting name of Kacchini so it's it's not exactly you know everybody thinks i'm I'm Italian. I'm no Italian in me so.
1: It's Greek, isn't
2: it? <laughs> it's not even Greek
1: No.
2: <laughs> it's not Greek either. it's Hawaiian um, yeah, that's
0: so cool
2: yeah well it's so it's it's funny I had to learn how to explain my last name to people and it took me ten years to figure it out it's, everybody knows what a flower lay is, right? Yeah. So you put a ka in front of it, Kalei, okay. and just all together, Kalei, and then on the back end, Kini, and then everybody, all of a sudden, now everybody's getting my last name, and I'm like, oh my
1: God. Really, I years, love it. It's such a fun name, Kalei Kini. It's like a, it's like a lay bikini, like Kalei yeah. bikini.
2: <laughs> like a a lay bikini. It's it's well, that just went in the it. wrong direction, but anyway, was... <laughs> I'll have to remember that though. That's kind of an interesting uh it, from my understanding, it translates to the, the the lay with a multitude of flowers, which generally denotes um, uh, family. You know, a large family. So, Beautiful. anyway, thank you. But we're not here about me. We're here about you. So,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Joy, ex- give us a little bit of background. What is it? Who's Joy Duche? Where where are you from? What do you do? And and what's what gets you going? What's what's your what's your deal?
0: Mm.
1: Okay. So I am my name. <laughs> what, did I good. just leave
2: that one wide open, didn't I?
1: <laughs> yeah, you really did. Because, and you know, I've been, uh, in this exploration of, of that question. I'm um, mm-hmm. just listening to a podcast that I just aired, um, with somebody who's very, very deep into, uh, the, the question of like, who am I? Right. Oh Yeah. And then,
0: oh, yeah. yeah
1: extrapolating all these like labels and identities. And Whew. so, um, I'm called a holistic and spiritual guide, um, transformative coach. I, yeah, I facilitate with in a modality that's called breathwork, which is really an alchemical breathwork. Yep. I've heard of it. Awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's a a very big part of what I do, um, with the transform transformative, uh, coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, also a podcast host. And uh, I'm a mom. I'm actually a grandmother now. No. Yeah, I have a 15-month-old baby, granddaughter. And, um, you know, essentially, I'm really just a human here on the planet that loves, you know, I feel this very, um, I would say, this altruistic, Uh, vocation of Mm -hmm. just helping people in the world just to create positive impact and share from my own experiences, what has worked for me, all the research, all the learnings and offer a space for healing Mm -hmm. for those to heal.
2: Most of my guests that are in this realm, the healing health and wellness and stuff like that usually have a tough story that they came from a background that was pretty debilitating mm-hmm. and i know you kind of mentioned it in some of your your bio you yeah. obviously didn't get here by chance no there was there was something that happened so why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about that
1: sure uh thank you uh, it's been a journey uh i'd say about 20 years ago I experienced great adversity in my life uh I suffered an isch- ischemic stroke um oh that was really like the I would say that was like the catalyst of of this great awakening to living this uh very multi-dimensional spiritual life that I I get to live now um but it was a journey you know and and there was so much pain uh you know, that led up to that ischemic stroke, um, emotional pain, uh, lots of anxiety, um, some depression, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost my brother nine years before the stroke to a very tragic death. And um, it was very, very traumatic for me and Mm -hmm. caused lots of emotional pain that I just held and suppressed. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, I I didn't have any way of really releasing that. And I felt that, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, emotional pain will uh, manifest into physical pain if you don't go with it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so that's what happened with me, I believe. And um, when I suffered with this uh, very, uh, you know, scary near death experience of the stroke, uh, it changed everything for me because it was that time that I was forced into this stop. Like mm. I just could not run anymore and numb at the pain and not fulfill with external things. And, um, mm. and it was a very dark year of recovering, um, where I started to seek, you know, um, and ask myself the question like i was willing to face that pain in mm-hmm. a very dark way mm-hmm. um in in that darkness but there was something that i held on to that i believe was from the divine it was like a you know and that was hope and mm-hmm. that's what ultimately led to this beautiful awakening to what was how i was going to shift lots of things in my life that were no longer serving Mm -hmm. in order to get back to that beautiful connection to my core, myself, and realize that I was so worthy of living this way more dimensional way of living. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 11 months after the stroke, I was given the okay to actually like, you know, that I was okay to move my body again and, um, and go about my life. Um, and it was just remarkable, because I started running, and I got, the the running was a very, it, it was just this incredible experience of connecting <laughs> to my body in a whole different way, mm-hmm. and I just felt so much freedom from that, and I began um, this love affair with connecting, you know, the mind-body-spirit connection, mm-hmm. there was like this this union that started to really awaken to me in every aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. And I then ran a marathon (laughs) as the celebration to my- Really? Yeah. Um, And it was, that was it. Like it was an infectious, you know, journey from then on and where I started to seek all things um, from from the holistic realms, from the esoterics and um, all of this energy healing. And it was just this, you know, I, I definitely- went through some hurdles along the way. But fast forward to where I am today, I now have a practice for about five years where I am, um, it's pretty steady um, Mm -hmm. with facilitating a lot of, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) sessions for people (laughs) that do, you know, whatever it is that they're seeking in their life. If it's, you know, just being curious about Um, some kind of shift, you know, feeling like there's all, you know, there's a wide spectrum, right? Yeah. Uh, Some people come to me with severe Hmm. anxiety. Some people are even uh, suicidal, like they're, you know, Mm -hmm. and then there are, there are the very mild, you know, the uh, cases of, you know, not really feeling uh, whole within themselves or that they're just, you know, curious about awakening to um just you know more expanded a more expanded way of living. So there's there's all kinds and I just love to meet people wherever they are, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like I ran into someone the other day and she's like I would love to start working with you and but I've never meditated a day in my life and I don't know what that's like and I you know and there was this intimidation and I was like oh my gosh, I can't wait to work with you and and she was like really and I said of course, you know, I I love people that have never meditated, you know, working with people that have never meditated or think that they're not spiritual or they think they're not holistic. And then I, you know, and those that are advanced and whatever, in in self-development, it doesn't matter. It's like, we're all this, we're all the same essentially. It's like, you know, and, and, um, and yeah. And I believe we're all so worthy of living a more enriched life. And that's, you know, that's what This is all about it's like really helping people to see that that they that everybody no matter who you are on the planet has like the gift within and we all have that light within us and it's just about like unveiling that and and you know and expanding that light so that we get to live more um, that is awesome that is awesome
2: so while you were talking uh, uh, the reason why you saw me look away is because i'm sitting down writing questions Mm-hmm. Um, cause we have a little, we have a, a thing where it's obvious you're enjoying what you're doing, mm-hmm. understanding the pain and the previous of what was, um, some, sometimes, it's massive. Like in your case, it was a stroke. Sometimes it's not so massive, but there are other things that people, you know, like, well, what did you do before the stroke? What, what were you, what was your career back then? Like stuff like that. What did you do before? That whole thing hit. What were you, what were you up to?
1: Yeah, um, so I was a, a full time mom to two little girls, and I my daughters, I you can see they're like my I'm they're my everything. Yep. And I love yep. love yep. I, yep. I, I loved being that. I knew that I didn't want to work while they were still so young. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I I just felt that they that was my purpose in life at that time. Mm-hmm. However, I struggled so much as a mom to these beautiful young daughters because I was in so much emotional pain, you know, and suffering, and I had to keep that quiet. Mm-hmm. And I felt so much inadequacy because I felt that I, you know, this was my. I couldn't be a normal mother if yeah. I was, you know, suffering while I was at the playground with them oh, yeah. and I was, oh, like, yeah. not present with them. Yep. So that's what I was really up to. You know, I was a wife, I was a, a mom, um, a friend and, and, and that was really, you know, it. and then
2: like the then stroke hits and all of a sudden boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like wiped away in 50 seconds or less, or like 60 seconds, excuse me, the old title. Um, when you're done with all of that <clears throat> excuse me when you're done with all of that obviously the event has happened you now realize that there's a lot more going on than you previously thought like you said you were repressing and and it was it was it was obviously did you in where did you start from there i mean what did you start where you're at now you've obviously been through a number of journeys but where did it start when you finally realized okay this isn't going to work this isn't mm-hmm. this isn't gonna work. Short term or long term, this isn't gonna happen. What did you start doing? I mean, how did you start finding these different these different um, what's the word modalities these these different platforms that you could start going? Oh, wait a minute! You mean I don't have to hold on to all of this crap? I can actually I can actually work through it or work with it or use it even to my advantage. Where where did that start kicking in?
1: I love that question, Michael. Thank you. So the first thing before anything is course correcting right and and mm. assessing mm-hmm. okay what literally you know just what makes me feel alive and what doesn't mm. it's like what do I need to let go of what do I need to add out edit out of my life right and so all of the things that we were doing before like going out and um just numbing and drinking and all of that stuff that was like just numbing the pain and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know the, the excessive shopping and the, all the, those, those things. Wait, wait, wait. Right.
2: That's not good. I can't do that.
1: <laughs> I mean, oh,
2: Amazon's going to hate me this month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We all have <laughs> our vices, but it's, it was just like all of those things that I thought I was, you know, that I was seeking fulfillment from that were mm-hmm. not really nourishing me. Right. It was time, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but even friendships that I didn't feel were, uh, serving friendships where Mm -hmm. I felt, you know, like true, you know, nourishment and reciprocity. Um, and so that, and, you know, and, and the lifestyle and the shifting, you know, so all of that first and foremost, and then it was, okay, what are the things that I'm, you know, little synchronicities would just like drop in. And it was like, okay, I heard these, I heard these two trainers at the gym talking about, this holistic guru that, you know, um, talks about the holistic lifestyle and, and his name is Paul Check, And then, oh, Paul, I, you know, Paul,
2: <laughs> oh, not personally, but yes, I know Paul. If you don't know Paul, you're missing out. I think, you know, I should probably bring him on here too. Cause he is phenomenal.
1: Well, that's Paul's very dear to me. So I actually mentored with him one-on-one oh, all that had, had
2: to have been, been awesome.
1: It was incredible. I'll never forget my first um, session with him. And he he's, just showed he's, up with he's his- He's
2: really awesome. I mean, I, I followed some of his stuff, read his books and so on, and was doing some of his training. And I got to get back to that because that's a guy that just, he gets it. He gets the human anatomy. He gets the human being. He gets he gets it. it it's, well, I'm jealous. I'm just going to tell you that. I'm jealous.
1: I know. I have to get him on my podcast too. I've been waiting. It's just like, you know, he's like-
2: He's popular.
0: Yep.
1: Um, he, Paul, I want to say Paul was my first mentor and he, um, is the pioneer of holistic, you know, he's like the grandpa of like all these guys out there, like Ben Greenfield and, you know, they're amazing. But like, Paul is like, he's like the original like pioneer. So I got to actually mentor with him and work with him one-on-one, which was such an amazing privilege in my life. And then I also did you know, the HLC one, and I just always followed um, the Czech methodology. And that was my starting point um, for me. And personally, and I started to share that with other people. And that just was like, it led to so many other uh, curiosities and things that I dabbled with along the way, I'm, I'm an athlete as well. Um, I went off to run like 14 marathons and trained competitively with running and then
2: only 14 um, slacker. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and, um, you know, and ran, ran races of all distances, but essentially it was always about like connecting the mind, body, soul through those experiences. And then all of these amazing, um, healing modalities that I got, I became very curious about. Um, I, I, had a, I had an amazing experience with meditation, with biofeedback, where I started to practice um, meditation, just like the Navy SEALs. I was working with this coach. I was fantastic and helped me shift the architecture of my brain. So PTSD started to diminish and I became super flexible, went from like living very rigid to living Oh my God, like spontaneous and like that was a whole different awakening. Oh, I bet. And then yeah. And then I found breath work. And that was life-changing for me. That was where I knew that's really when I knew I had to start this practice and incorporate everything mm-hmm. um that I facilitate with today, which I call the alchemy, which is just like this fusion nice. of lots of intuitive things that I get. Yeah, but, yeah. Breathwork work. And the breath work was, um, I was traveling to LA very, uh, from New York. I traveled in, to LA for four years, um, steadily for about, uh, a week every month. And I was, and that's where I did a lot of training with David Elliott for the breath work. And nice. then,
2: okay. You know, I know that name too. Good.
1: Yeah. He's wonderful. Yes. He's another great mentor. So yeah, that's pretty much like the journey.
2: So it just came as it came basically is what you're saying. I, I had a question uh, when you've, you've run 14 marathons or probably more by now.
1: No, 14. I, I don't think I ran more than 14, but yeah. I, and then just other lots of races. What's,
2: of- what's the most memorable one where you found yourself all of a sudden in that zone, Okay. Does, like, I know it happens. It's, it's happened and it happens in different places for some it's in running for some it's in training for some, it's just like, I, where, where did it happen for you?
1: Okay. Obviously the first marathon was the most contagious one. Cause it was mm-hmm. like the, the, you know, the first time it's like, you're just experiencing this mm-hmm. ecstatic, extraordinary endorphin releasing, like amazing, you know, first time but there was one marathon in Chicago where I almost didn't run the marathon because I, I was injured. I got an, you know, I was injured by my, I was training really, really hard. Mm -hmm. That's the one where I ran my fastest and I had this um, tendonitis in my hamstring and I had to just like quit the training at the last month. And my coach didn't know if we'd be able to run it, but we said, you know, we're just going to take a risk. And take a few, you know, it took three weeks off before the marathon or a month and just show up that yeah. day. See what so happens. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going <clears throat> to think about this. Like, as a, like, if I run it great, I'm not going to go out hard. I'm not going to, you know, train according to what the, that, you know, what I trained for all summer. Right, 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 Sure. And when I went out there, I had a completely different experience because I was in such a meditative state of just enjoyment that I got to run it. And it was wild because I didn't really feel like I was in my body. I was just in the zone the entire race with a smile from ear to ear. And I ran my fastest marathon that, that time um, just out of sheer joy, just out of like, it was beautiful. I, yeah. So that was my, um, that was the race that stands out for me.
2: Isn't it amazing how the human being performs when they're in that status of joy versus what we're seeing a lot of right now, all the anxiety and all the craziness and all the depression. And, um, you know, I wish we had better news to report when it comes to the state, the status of our country right now, but there's a lot of of craziness going on. There's a lot of anxiety, and people. I, I I don't think people understand that the term joy either. Joy isn't being happy. You know, having being joyful or having joy it can happen in the midst of some of the the heaviest storms. Um, you know, we're talking about you running a marathon. That's a physical stress and can become a physical trauma. But if you're in a stasis of joy, not notice the different term that I used if you're in the stasis of joy versus just going out and seeing if you can do it, the, the human body is amazing. It can do some crazy things and to be able to come out of it with your fastest time, just because of the fact that you were just happy that you could run it, by the way, kudos for taking the month off. I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> um, but, but the idea of being able to, you know what, I'm just going to go. I mean, how many times in life, and this is for any of our listeners that are, that are listening or watching. How many times in your life have you actually looked at something and went, damn it, I'm just going to go do it. And all of a sudden, a better result comes out. It might not have been phenomenal, or maybe it was phenomenal, but it was a better result than what you expected. Because you literally honored yourself and said, we're going to give this a go, and we're going to see what happens. I, I think a lot of people miss out on that because they're so focused on all of the what if, what if, what if. Or what if it works? what yeah. if it happens?
1: I love that you bring this up because of what we're experiencing now and all of the worry and hysteria that's circulating like around me collectively in New York. Um, so-, so you're,
2: you're in a, you're in a, what's the word? Um, vortex of it, if you will. And you're like one of the, you're like right in the dead center of it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's gotta be quite a, a pressure if you will.
1: Absolutely. It's like a pressure cooker. Like there were just sirens just now going by and it's like the the sirens sound like they're 10 times louder lately. Um, yeah,
0: so can, can yeah, absolutely.
1: That. And what I love about what you said is, you know, joy, right. Versus mm-hmm. like the constriction and, um, the density and the noise that blocks that joy. Right. So for me, it's like, what do you connect to, right? When you're, when I'm out there running, and um, I'm just connected to this feeling of gratitude the entire time. I'm connected to gratitude, and I'm not connecting to the anxiety of, will I make it to the end? <laughs> you know. And so that's how I live my life mostly. Um, while there is all this noise going on right now. I'm just grateful right now to be here with you, to be present in my body, to have this opportunity. And I'm not thinking about, you know, what's gonna happen tomorrow with the the state of the country. Um, I'm grateful for so many things. I am also very connected to nature. And what I found to be a profound healer is that when we are suffering, go and connect to something of a greater force mm-hmm. and also connect to the vitality of nature yep. of the miracle of nature that we get to wake up every day and experience a new sky, a new sun, a new, you know, and I'll it's
2: ha- fullness. I'll have to remember to send you, um, we were just out at, um, white tops in the Valley of fire this past weekend. And the, I like to go climbing. Mm-hmm. I, it, which may not always be a wise idea at my age, but I don't care. I go climbing anyway.
1: <laughs> Good for you.
2: But it, it was it was out yeah. of the, in an area of valley the Valley of Fire. They call it White Tops. The tops of the hills and stuff like that are white. Um, duh. But I got up on one of the little um, projections of of rock just to you know get up on there and hang out and see what happens. And in the video. I stopped for a second. You can't hear a thing. There was no wind. There were no cars. There was nobody walking around. It was absolute silence. It was completely deafening. It was the most peaceful moment of my day.
1: Wow! Oh my gosh!
2: And I'll, I'll send you the I'll send you the link video. later. The the feeling of absolute awe in that kind of silence was. Not only deafening, but it was like fulfilling. And it was funny because, like I said, I climbed to get up on this rock. The funny part was on the backside of it, I could have just walked up. There was a little trail going up the walk on the backside. I didn't have to climb. I could have just, <laughs> I could have just walked it. Yeah. But again, both sides of that same rock, while the, the views were different, the sound was the same and the amount of gratitude just for being there that you could put out. And weirdly enough, come back in the midst of all that silence was amazing. And so to your point of being out in nature, whether you're in forest or desert, like I'm out in the desert, doesn't matter. Ocean. Oh, ocean is awesome. I'm from Hawaii. You want to talk about nature, people? That's us. Um, the ocean is a big deal for us because it's cleansing. And it and it, literally, when, when I was younger, if I was upset about something my cousin who was a culturalist would look at me and go go run down to the ocean go wash off what the hell does that mean wash off wash off what i don't smell they're like no 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 you're angry right now go down to the ocean let the salt water wash over you wash off the anger and literally wash your arms wash your hand, and then come back and sure enough i come back and he looks at me and he goes you feel better i'm like yeah i hate when you're right but whatever <laughs> so to your point yeah, that's the best place to go do it because there's no other energies pushing negativity. It's not. It's it. It's just not there. Nature is like neutral, a great place to let go of what you don't need and to pull in on what you do. It'll give you what you ask for. Gee, that sounds familiar. Where do we? Where have we heard that one from? <laughs> ask the universe, and you will receive. Uh, yeah, that whole thing. But you're absolutely right.
0: You're
2: I love it. Right. I
1: did so much cleansing this summer with the water. I was at the ocean almost, um, I was staying, you know, between New York and New Jersey. And I'd say I was in New Jersey about five days a week, um, waking up, going to the ocean at like five in the morning and and just my morning practice and working exactly just like that with sending away, you know, whatever I needed to wash off.
0: Mm-hmm, <laughs> your mm-hmm. cousin
1: had brilliantly said um, and guided you towards, And just so many other things but that was such a great gift for me you know um and and i'm not able to do that right now because i'm in new york city and um not you know able to get to the ocean in the morning obviously right or to the or even get to the park i go to the park after Mm -hmm. um my morning practice but what i do is i start with a morning practice of grounding
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um before anything like uh, you know, the lemon water, the preparing the coffee and all that. And then I just go into a grounding practice. And what I do is I hold these ocean stones mm-hmm. and, uh, or rocks. Um, and I just hold them in my hands as I'm meditating and sending energy into the rocks, because that, that helps us to release just like the the earth, mama earth loves to recycle old energy. We can utilize like rocks if we, if we're not able to get out there. So just having some allies like that can be really helpful.
2: Absolutely. Guys, we're going to take a quick short uh, 30-second break. We'll be back. We're going to talk a little bit more about what gets Joy moving, both in the morning and throughout the day. So we'll take a quick 30-second break. We'll be right back. And we're back here Java Chat Coffee with Mike, hanging out with Joy Deshay, talking a bit about all kinds of stuff, actually. And I said, but not a bit. We've been digging in. If you guys haven't listened to the first part of this podcast and you're popping in halfway in, Hit rewind. Um, we second section we always talk about what inspires, what motivates, what gets people up in the morning to get some going for things. We were talking a little bit about gratitude, so I'm fairly sure we're going to hear a little bit about that again. Um, but like you mentioned, Paul, we we, we both know who Paul Check is and a couple other people that you've worked with. Um, but like you wake up in the morning, you get you're up at what five? Is that I think that was mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
2: Why? Oh. <laughs>
0: I live
1: I live for those hours before (laughs) it feels like the world is untouched you know it feels like it's just a still time just like that experience that you had on the top of the mountain that's Mm. what it feels like for me at 5 a.m and um I call it the like the nectar of the day you know it's just the juicy beautiful part of the day
2: I I get that I get that
1: (laughs) So Yeah, I can't wait to get started. Um, I typically wake up, look up to the east. I'm also a little bit you know into the shamanic uh, work. So I know um, you have a little background in that too. So um, waking up, that. yeah, looking <laughs> up to the east and, and just giving thanks for the new day and mm-hmm. you know and really breathing that in you know that new day, that new opportunity to reinvent myself to do better to learn something new and then it's you know and it's gratitude practice and it's um I always start with a grounding practice and then I intuitively will go into what it where I feel called with what I call sadhana and sadhana is is the service it's a spiritual practice Mm -hmm. of service and of wherever that takes me um there's a lot of uh things that are Inspiring me these days. I'm um, invested in the Gene Keys. Do um, so you okay. know about the Gene Keys?
2: I don't. This is this is a, an interesting subject. So go for it. It's
1: a it's a profound. Uh, I would say it's almost like an oracle, um, it was cultivated by Richard Rudd. He's okay. profound, profound, um, and he uh, created this this. It's derived from human design, from the I Ching, and from astrology. It's just like uh, the synthesis, and it kind of feels like it's like almost like a transmission that's um, uh, like like a map of your soul that is uh, just this beautiful guidance. And I've been invested in that in in two programs uh, Mm -hmm. of the Gene and so I'm like fascinated by it i'm learning and i'm just i'm in it you know and so i might i might do some of that in the morning um or just more you know a meditation energy scan um lots of journaling and you know working like whatever crystals or (laughs) wherever it takes me yeah
2: what about your clients
1: what about my clients
2: Is that one of the reasons you wake?
1: Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Everything that I am working on with myself, like if I feel like it is to share with my clients too, it's like Mm -hmm. a transmission again, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel so lit up from, you know, the work that I do. Mm -hmm. I have a few clients that i'm working with very closely very mm-hmm. intimately in mm-hmm. a six-month container they this has been such a beautiful um segue or like you know portal into deepening the work mm-hmm. um, i get to really share in a more um, profound and, and pronounced way sure. uh, right and then there is there's other circles of groups that i've created and the mentorship, uh, my my eight mentees um that have completed the first phase of the joyful uh, the joyful approach matrix, you know, with the mentorship. Yeah. So there's just like <clears throat> a lot of, you know, different offerings and groups and the creativity in it. You know, I love to bring in creative new uh, energy into the work that I do as well. Sure. So yeah absolutely i wake up for them too yeah
2: yeah we we always we always assume that the family is a part of it because we know you have your your little girls and you now have now your you just mentioned your grandmother as well so they're obviously a part of the motivation but it's one of the things as as coaches or as as therapists and things of that nature that's one of the reasons that most of us get up um, is because of that service we're able to we know somebody's going to get some kind of good out of today whether that's us facilitating it or hopefully them finding something that, you know, we've been telling them to look for, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah,
0: wanna,
2: go
1: sorry. Go ahead. I want to add it's it's really sharing love with the with the world, you know, too. Like it's it's waking up and you know, embodying that love. And mm-hmm. if there's anything that I need to do to make sure my heart is open, like course correct and and get, you know, do that somatically right? Um, embodied, embodiment work and activation. And then just like, you know, sharing that with the world too. Like that is ultimately what I thrive on.
2: Yeah. That's one of the reasons that we started this podcast was because as, much, as many as there are, <clears throat> and there's a lot, and there's a lot of people that love to go listening to some of the celebrities, but it's like, after a while, there's got to be something else. And some of the stuff that the that the, the bigger podcasts talk about, they they get they, they get kind of deep sometimes. Some of them are very long form. I I still listen to Joe Rogan stuff, and he's got like a two hour two hour format. It's a long time to listen to something. Well, if you're only taking a fifteen minute ride to the store, not going to really be able to get that far into it. If you have a, a if you have something where you need to, you know, pick up a couple of golden nuggets or something. That's why we did this was to bring Good people who have good insights, have the love to share like yourself that want to come out and just say, Hey, this is what happened to me. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. These are the things that work for me. And these are the things that could possibly work for you. And if you want to find out more about it, then, you know, here's where you can find me. Um, We, we wanted to make it so that it was something where anybody that had that kind of love Come and share it. And we've had some great guests. I mean, if if you look at the roster of people that we've had, I've I've had an Air Force drill sergeant who's finally put in his papers for retiring after 19 years of service. He's been an active. He was an active drill sergeant for the Air Force while building on uh, like three different businesses as an entrepreneur. He's finally put in his paperwork to retire, but he's probably one of the coolest, most loving guys you'll ever meet. And and you don't always hear that about drill sergeants. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of an odd thing to hear about a DI or, or a DS, but they really and in, in all honesty to to be fair about DIs and DSs, they actually do. They actually do care. They actually do love you. They actually do want to see you succeed. Because if you don't, you're not coming home. And that's the last thing they ever want to hear is one of their recruits didn't make it back. So mm-hmm. they're hard as F on anybody that that you know that needs to get the discipline. I appreciate that. That's one spectrum. Then we got guys like David Meltzer, Norman Pluck, and all these other, all these other people that have been on. Same story. They come, they share the love, just like you're doing. <clears throat> and their inspiration is fairly similar to yours. I get up because somebody needs something. I don't know what it is necessarily, but they need something. We we want to give that to. We want to give that to them. You have a podcast. I'm sure that's the reason that you started your podcast is because people need something. You want to give that to them. So it's an inspiration of cause and of, and I should say, of good cause that's worth doing. Does that make sense?
1: It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: Cool. So who are some of the other people? We, we mentioned Paul Check, um, Richard Rudd. Who are some of the other people that you've, you've either worked with or followed that have, have brought you forward to this point? I'd say
1: Caroline Mace is one of my greatest teachers as well i followed her extensively and did some work in arizona um with her and i just love her work um
2: what does she do i'm not familiar with that name
1: she is a um she's an author she's a theologist i believe she calls herself um um a spiritual what's uh a, wait she's a spiritual teacher but there's something else that she is um known for um like a i forget i forget the word i'm losing it but it's all good
2: we'll put it in the she comments
1: he wrote some of the greatest books like um anatomy of the spirit um sacred contracts Ooh. Um, yeah wonderful wonderful wise woman really strong lady uh as far as for me i found that um she was definitely like I call her a mentor because sure. I think that women need female, you know, leaders also as well that are you know um, really doing the authentic work as well and and leading.
2: So so the so guys, just so you know,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this and this is, this comes from a this comes from a Hawaiian perspective where every human has a, a, a kane and mahina side, one side male, one side female. So yeah it, it, it totally makes sense. I, I like that one title that you mentioned. Um, you mentioned two titles that you worked the anatomy, the anatomy the Anatomy of Spirit I think.
1: Anatomy of the Spirit. Yeah.
2: yeah I'm gonna have to go find that book. It sounds interesting.
1: It's wonderful. It really is um, big I, I feel like it's a game changer for a lot of people um, that, that you know mention it um, And then there's this woman that I worked with, I had the honor and privilege of working with most recently, her name is Ann Davin and she is a wonderful um, depth psychologist that is, specializes in fem, uh, feminine uh, leadership as well. And she's just, she really, really um, is one of the wisest women that I've you know got to work with um, that I can call a mentor as well.
2: And what kind of things does like what kind of things have you pulled from from her as a mentor? Oh, I, and just for point of reference, anybody that's listening, um, mentors are sometimes mentors without even knowing it. Exactly, it does, ha- it does happen often. Yeah. Um, if you're watching them put out content online, they're kind of a mentor. I mean, yeah. it fits it fits the parameters of what one is. So. You know, you don't always have to be personally involved with the person for them to be your mentor, especially if they're dumping a great bunch of content on you that, you know, resonates and works. So just, just remember that guys. But anyway, again, back to what I asked with, with Anna, what are some of the things that you picked up from her?
1: Yeah. So she actually, um, put something together called feminosity and it really takes you, it's almost, uh, taking, she was a student of Joseph Campbell. And so it really takes you through the hero's journey. And it's like the, the passage from, um, you know, the wounded, uh, you know, woman, the wounded version of the woman and injured to the whole initiated, securely attached woman. And it's just like through the hero's journey that you get to go through those phases of the hero's journey to awaken to the whole initiated, securely attached woman. And that was my experience um, that I got to really embody that very, very whole, you know, yeah, yeah. myself through this yeah. work. Um, changes, so, yeah. changes a
2: whole, changes a whole. When you're, when you're able to see yourself as a whole rather than just a bunch of pieces. Fragmented, right? You know, yeah, it's, it's, which is what most humans are doing period right now on this planet they're running around fragmented um, many of them not even realizing it Um, listen to all the noise that's going on right now you can see it Mm -hmm. Um, but when somebody gets to that position of whole they become very quiet do you ever notice that
1: oh yes (laughs) I mean (laughs) yes it's my experience kind of myself too
2: yeah. Well, I and, I and I think it's I think it's because of the fact that we realize that being noisy doesn't make it better. Being effective does. And how you're effective is a different story. Yeah, that the, that whole round uh, of of just being quiet and honoring what's going on while being effective in the things that we need to do as humans to continue feeding the right side feeding the the side of love which matters um i think that's uh
1: can i touch on that a little bit I just it's, touch on
2: whatever you want go for it
1: <laughs> yeah it's something i've been kind of putting out there that i think is really beautiful is when we can slow down and when we can get a little quieter when we can embrace the feminine so right now we're going through this big transition into the feminine um, awakening, mm-hmm. which is, you know, entering the Aquarian age. And I can yeah. go on. That's a big, that's a, that's a, a rabbit hole that I know I, you need another show for. So I'll,
2: yeah, well, careful. Yeah. I'll have you back. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so with that, we are, um, really embrace, we need to embrace the, 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 you know, the slowing down, the more feminine qualities of allowing, of pausing and of pivoting and, just contemplating um, and when we can do that we can just get quieter and have so much more efficacy right mm-hmm. we don't need to scream and like shout and say this is what I believe in and you know and so much of that noise that we're witnessing on social media to prove a point and to be right and so on but what about if you just stood really grounded and quiet and, you know, embodied? <laughs> right. I mean, doesn't that translate into more efficacy? Like for me, I know that I'm going to choose that over the noisy version.
2: It's, it's kind of funny that no matter if you look at it from the spiritual standpoint or the, the success side of things, if you, if you listen to a lot of the sayings are the same. Don't say anything. About what you're going to do next, just go do it. Let your actions speak. The more you do, the less you're talking. The more you're talking, the less you're doing. So, like you said, if you're out there screaming your head off and running at a million miles a second, as as, as everybody's been saying, life this year has been coming at a rate of fifty WTFs a moment. Yeah, it is. But are you entertaining those, or are you? Focused on where you're supposed to be focused. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you improving yourself to be a better version of yourself for tomorrow? Nobody else cares about that except you or do you? That's one of the things I've always, like, even with some of our interns, I always ask them, I says, what's the difference between this and this? What's the difference between being motivated and being disciplined? What's the difference between being inspired and being motivated? What's the difference? And to get them to think, what's the difference between being loud and being quiet? In our case right here, being loud does nothing to do. All it does is disturb the peace. If you're going to disturb the peace, disturb it with love by doing something.
1: I want to credit somebody, if it's okay. Yeah, Um, go for it. She was actually one of the first guests on The Methodology, which is my podcast. And her Mm -hmm. name is Tracy Goodwin. She was actually a, a profound mentor for me. Um, she's a voice coach, um, but she's not only a voice coach. She's a um, subconscious voice, co- voice
2: voice coach, as in sp- speaker, or singing, or
1: s- just speaking. Like, um, so awesome. she she's she works with subconscious reprogramming. It's very mm. similar to the work that I do, but w- through the voice. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: she, I mean, talk about impact and and just so much altruism as well. and, and what she offers to the world, you should actually. Uh, I I already wrote her name down.
2: We're we're probably going to reach out to her right after.
1: (laughs) Tracy is, I mean, she's helped me tremendously in like two sessions, but then I've went, I, I just love working with her so much that I would just book sessions because I also like just loved connecting with her and she wound up helping me in many different arenas as well. But what I want to share about Tracy's work is that, um, we were working together when I, my daughter was still at home. Um, you know uh i just separated from um w- from my my husband and i just separated and so he was you know there was a lot of familial stuff that i mm-hmm. was dealing with mm-hmm. and communication and um with my daughter i had these the, these experiences that i was just beating myself up because i couldn't get through you know i i just hated like fighting with her or right. arguing with her in a like you know we are getting into these explosive conversations and when we would practice getting quiet. Like that was the, like one of my favorite tools with, with tr- working with Tracy. And she would just demonstrate it so beautifully. It was like, you know, she would do the screaming and then she would do like the, this is how I feel. Yeah. And it was just like, just that energy was, it just created like this visceral, you know, <laughs> response. And it, oh, yeah. was it worked like a charm, you know?
2: interesting to see what happens when we get quiet um i've had i had the same issues in in past relationships as well where things would explode and i would stop for a second and be like this is going nowhere um (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna take a break for a minute i'll be back and in the times when that when i did that things would work out the times i didn't do that it went a different route it's fairly telltale when i mean if you're really paying attention that the louder you get, the less effective you're gonna be. And the quieter you get, the more I mean, they even talk about this in the power of seduction. It's like when you're quieter, people tend to lean in because they want to hear what you got to say. If you yell, they have a tendency to be repulsed and walk away. They don't want to hear it. They don't care. You could be telling them the, the world is on fire and you're going to die. They don't care because you're yelling. It's it's a it's a weird response that humans have to that kind of energy versus the quiet energy, if that makes sense. Totally. So, cool. Uh, we're gonna take another quick 30 second break. We will be back and we're gonna talk about what's what's in the future for Joy. Thirty seconds, we'll be right back. Talk to you in a sec, guys. All right, guys. Last section here at Java Chat Coffee with Mike sitting here with Joy Duche and we kind of talked a little bit about her practice and what she did but we're going to go like full minute 30 elevator pitch i want to hear what you do and what this is all about so give us an idea of what you do at present what is your business about who do you help that kind of thing
1: okay so i am a transformative coach spiritual sorry <laughs>
2: <laughs> I ran out of coffee. I got to drink water now. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just like,
1: Oh no, we could take we could take a break. So you can mm. go get your coffee. Nah, That's all right.
2: I, I, okay. drink, I drink too much of it as it is. It's all good.
1: <laughs> okay. So I'm a New York based transformative coach and spiritual and holistic guide. I uh, facilitate with breath work and energy healing. I am a podcast host and I also, um, am a mentor. I also, um, Organize is one of my greatest passions is organizing sanghas. So it's where I bring community together. I've built community and I uh, offer the space for collective healing through these sanghas
2: spelled as it sounds S-A-N-G-A.
1: S-A-N-G-H-A,
0: I believe.
2: Ah, okay.
1: And I'm actually facilitating one tonight. So um, it's, I get really excited about it. It's a very full immersion with breath work and sound healing And um, And
2: is there going to be a link that people can come to for is it, or is it, how how does that work?
1: I always share the events. This is a live event tonight. Um, Sometimes I do, I throughout quarantine, I was doing them virtually, but I just felt like that we had this deep desire to come together again, um, you know, live. So (laughs) it was, uh, it was time. And so it's a limited in capacity, it's limited capacity, but it is there, for now I'm, I'm offering them. So
2: you do the virtual ones. and we will be happy to promote it because that's the kind of stuff that we'd like to, to share for our guests. Just let us know.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. I Absolutely. will be offering those. Um, and they're very powerful. I offer both um, one-on-one alchemy sessions, uh, virtually and in person. And I have clients all over the world that I work with um, and the virtuals are very powerful like potent and they they do work so um people think that you know uh you can't uh have an energy healing session through virtual but you actually can definitely get the benefits
2: um like i can tell you that that would they couldn't be farther off um when i okay so sharing time (laughs) um where i'm from there's a lot of Spirituality and healing Wait, and things of that. Nature. Where are you
1: from? Maui, mm-hmm.
2: and yes. that that happens to be, according to the energy workers, that happens to be a vortex of energy right above that island. Mm-hmm. So that allows for multiple things, um, both good and not so good. But I learned a lot of the good side of things, and and one of the one of the things that I did learn was, your energy can go anywhere on this planet if you have enough connection and intention. Um, literally had a friend in another part of the world ask for help. Once I was young, no idea what the hell I was doing, but I said, well, here, I have a teacher that said I could do this. Let me try this. They literally told me that the next morning, and this, some could say this is a coincidence, whatever you want to call it, but the day before they were feeling not so good. The next morning they woke up, they were feeling amazing. And all we did was on a phone. This was before any of this was ever available. This was on a telephone, long distance. Yes, it cost money back then. And they were able to receive whatever it was that I sent out. And this was from learning from a couple of different teachers that I had when I was going to school for massage therapy. um, Energy work and stuff like that was a part of the curriculum. And that was one of the things I learned was if your intention is correct, you can send it wherever you want. If the other side's receiving, they can receive whatever they need, but it has to be, it has to be two-way.
1: I love that you said that. And absolutely. And I love, you know, that you highlight the word intention because that's, that's all, that's the ingredient that we need in order to have the benefits that we're on the results, right? Mm -hmm. So someone asked me this morning, um, about my day, you know, and I'm going to facilitate the Sangha today, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I said, you know, I don't like to facilitate, I don't like to facilitate sessions on the day that I have a Sangha because it takes a lot to facilitate what I do, um, in the Sangha. And, um, they asked me to, you know, talk about that. And I said, I don't really share this very often, but I will share this today because you just brought up that beautiful story. And so my day preparing for Asanga collective healing with breath work, the alchemical breath work and uh, sound immersion um, healing, I'm already receiving a lot of the energy. I already can feel the energy of the people that are coming, what's going on. And so I'm preparing in advance. I set the intention in the space. I work with this space. I am clearing the space, and I am setting the intention for healing. So it, it it's it's very entailed, and mm-hmm. uh, people don't realize it. They don't know because I don't say it. I don't verbalize it usually mm-hmm. before the session. But when they walk in, they already immediately feel a shift in their energy when they've entered the space yeah and i if you go through my (laughs) testimonials you'll probably see about at least 30 to 40 percent of people comment on i don't know i walked into the space and there was this magical energy i don't know what it was you know and that's that's the intention right and so Absolutely, you can through a phone, it, it doesn't matter. You know, even if you weren't even going to speak to the person, transmitting that with intention yep. is the most potent, powerful work.
2: It's interesting. Um, you talk about holding space and people feeling a shift when they walk in. Interestingly enough, and this is just from my own because of martial arts training and stuff like that, I've walked into rooms that, if done correctly, and the level of leadership is at a certain rank. When you walk into the room, the, mind, the mindset shifts immediately. From I don't care what my day was, I'm here to train. I'm here to do my thing. We're gonna we're gonna have a good training session, no matter what's going on in my life. My life may be an absolute wreck right now, but in here, I'm safe. And the leadership of that that school made sure of it. I've also been in rooms where. Um, the higher ranking leaders would walk in and I'd know they were coming before they ever walked through the door because they were already in the room, feeling it out, seeing who was in there. And I know that sounds a lot of woo, -woo, but for those of you that understand martial arts and the spirituality of it, you'll understand exactly what I just said. (laughs) And I I
1: don't, and I have not done martial arts, but I totally get it. So yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's, that's why I'm sharing this is that you as a leader, because you are a leader at that point, Um, have cleared out a space of any non-gratitude or non-love feelings in the room so that when that energy comes in, literally it's wiped. It's wiped by light the moment they walk in. That's the shift that I think they're feeling. This is a personal thing. It's an opinion. You can say whatever you want about it. Call me wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. It's okay. Um, But when you walk into a room that is a held space of nothing but love and light, it's easy to walk in and go, Gee, I don't know why I was so upset earlier. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's because you were holding the wrong energy. Maybe it was because you were trying to hold on to something you thought was valid, but it's not. Or maybe it is valid, but you shouldn't be holding on to it. So come into this area to change. And and that, I I totally get why you say it takes a lot. to hold To hold this much, which is just about, I would say, I don't know eight inches of diameter of space is already an immense amount of, of concentration. Most people don't realize that, you know, it, it's to, to, to hold the intention of, of the term faith. We've already heard by certain, by a certain religion that a mustard seed could move a mountain. If that's the case, how much intention do you have inside here to hold? And you're holding a full room. Wow. So yeah, it's it's the intent again. It goes back to the intention. The intent of holding a space of gratitude and love is not easy. Um, I don't want to say kudos. I just want to say freaking congratulations for having figured out how to do that. Um, one disruptive energy could wipe out a room if you're Thank holding you. that. As, yeah, that's Thanks that's you huge. So
1: much for acknowledging that it means a lot to me, and I we'll just share that there were a few people, um, uh, well, there's one person that had to, can, you know, they canceled this morning and she felt really, uh, bad because she's just too afraid to come because of, you know, all that's in the media, um, the news, watching the news and with a spike of COVID here in New York. So, um, I, of course was, you know, sent her a lot of compassion, but it's not going to be serving to the rest of the group if you're going to be, literally, um, sitting there with that kind of energy of, you know, trepidation of, of resistance. I mean, everybody comes in with resistance because this is transformative work, right? Mm -hmm. But, but when you come in so frigid with, you know, trembling fear and then you can't relax, you know, you won't allow yourself to relax. It's not going to be serving and it won't be, um, good energy to bring to the group. So, um, I will never, (laughs) Push someone to
2: comment there. Interesting you mentioned fear. um, Because there's so much talk around that about why fear is and the insecurity that's that's in fear and, you know, the old acronyms and all that stuff. One thing I've noticed for the most part is that if you live in fear, you live in distrust of yourself. And if that's the case, you have some self-relationship stuff to work on. And, and, and there's a lot of people, it's, it's funny, again, you, you look at some of the other people that are also doing podcasts, the bigger celebrities, you can tell which ones are and which ones aren't.
1: Yeah. So fear is an interesting uh, concept of what we've taken on as an, I, I as a, an I am or like a, a yeah. like an identity, a form yep. identity that like Eckhart Tolle talks about another mentor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And so when we can, when we can notice that, then we can work with it, but otherwise we absorb the, and we become the fear and we become the, I am an anxious person. And then that's our identity. That's our ego. That's our, you know, and so.
2: All the stuff that goes with it. Yeah. In, in a condensed form, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I don't know how condensed you could possibly make this because I still think there's a lot to explain when we're talking about breath work, Mm -hmm. the actual activity, what are we doing?
1: Thank you for asking that. I was hoping you were gonna ask that question. Because, <laughs> uh some people, you know, I'll always ask, have you done breath work? You know, before starting a session. And they're like, yeah. I, I
2: usually I usually leave the gold questions for somewhere near the end. So people have to listen to the whole <laughs>
1: thing. Yeah, thank you. Uh so breath work, you know, is it, sorry, there's just all forms of meditation. Mm-hmm. And this is an alchemical, active breath work that allows us to bypass our conscious controlling mind okay mind that takes over the mind that forms these thought forms identities that hold us back essentially from living with freedom with you know knowing ourselves better and to connecting to our soul and so what we are doing is we're actively breathing through the mouth in a three-part breath uh, it's a very, uh, it's, it's a circular breath, almost like we're exercising. We're at a, like a cardio fit class, um, with the, with the breath,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, instead of our body, you know, using our body and right. we're lying down. And the whole idea is to do your best to let go of the mind as much as you can. And just allow this breath to release the conscious mind so that you can pull up stored energy in the body in this, and you know, pull up from unconscious states, um, what's, been ho- what's been stored and stagnant in the body, whether it's old traumas, old limiting beliefs, um, you know, reoccurring uh, destructive patterns and behaviors. And it can actually move like very primal mm-hmm. energy, even ancestral print, you know, printing, uh, imprinting. And when we're able to um, just let ourselves release, all of a sudden we're just experiencing this radical energy moving through the body. We can feel sensations moving um, uh, through our hands, through our feet, tingling vibration. We start to see visions, colors, uh, receive answers. And it can be very cathartic. You know, that was my experience. It's usually a lot of my experience is a cathartic release of suppressed emotions um we can feel ecstatic you know energy moving dopamine releasing um it's just amazing those are fun yeah it, there's so many different possibilities that can you know take place and mm-hmm. every experience is very different from the other we're never like going in there with an agenda it's mm-hmm. just we set an intention <clears throat> of what we know we wanna release and then what we want to call in, but then we just let the rest, you know, take its shape. And it's just an incredible, people feel so much lighter after they feel, I've got a testimonial this morning, actually, from a man um, that saw me, I think a year and a half ago. And he's, it was just so random. And he said, you'll never believe, he goes, I know you're not gonna believe this, but there was something that actually, the power of our session was just, I mean, I realized my power. This is a businessman. He's not like, um, a guy that's like looking, you know, like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and it was just, he had this amazing, and he asked if he could, um, gift someone a session because of his, you know, um, so, that's so you. there were just so many different possibilities. I've worked with creative people, um, in the, in the arts and, and, um, you know, and that have just felt blocked with their creativity. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of possibilities.
2: I think that, um, we got an echo going. I think that one of the greatest things about breath work um, is the ability to pull. How do I say this? the ability to pull the positive is I'm going to kind of keep this basic is the ability to pull the positive towards us a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Um, Work through, or a lot of people say deal with, but work through the things that we need to work through uh, with regards to release. And in the midst of all of that, have these cool revelations that may or may not have anything to do with a damn thing. But all of a sudden, you just kind of go, whoa, that's interesting. Um, In some of my own experiences when I was younger, um, learning about certain things, just kind of knowing them, which is an odd term, I guess. Um, But just kind of like knowing stuff. And then being able to go to somebody and go, Hey, what would happen if this, this, and this, and this, and them coming back and going, How do you know that? <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't know. I was sitting down, I was just kind of hanging out, chilling. This is you were meditating again. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Intuition. It's,
2: it's an interesting very, little yeah. thing that we have yeah. this thing called intuition. And when yeah. you breathe right, how it opens up and it's able to find out things that. You know, sometimes you just don't intend to find out, but you do. I found that interesting. I thought it was. At first, I thought it was weird, and then some of my mentors were just like, "No, nope, you're meant to know that. You're just not meant to share it."
1: Yeah, and then <laughs> for the scientific or the, you know, mystical, you know, the explanation really is that we are awakening the pineal gland and um. Yep. And and those aha moments we're talking about those, mm-hmm. you know, is what. Is the most beautiful. It's it, you know, even if you don't experience the after effects right away, you might get an aha moment just out of nowhere. Because what happens is it starts to the breath work acts as uh, opening up these portals, and where your your soul is now opening, and you might receive answers in the most random moments or through your dreams or you
2: know i like to call them the emotional pores yeah we heat them up they open up
1: exactly just well, like our skin easy.
2: yep well but, it, and and if you think about it the more the more that you do it and remain open because yeah like you said it has to deal with the pineal gland and and these aha moments that do occur if you're not breathing you ain't feeding it enough oxygen and and it's funny we we keep have to put this out, and if you're not if you're not if you're listening to this right now, drop your shoulders, take a deep breath, watch what happens. Tell me that didn't just tell me that didn't just shift you in some weird way, if not some amazing way, just from taking a breath, All breath. Um, I've been kind of following uh, Wim Hof uh, mm-hmm. with his breathing. Yeah. Holy crap, twenty and I'm falling over. I'm I'm dizzy, but at the same time, I'm just like, okay, what can I go do now?
1: I know it's so cool I love yeah it.
2: <laughs> isn't it but the, and that's i think that's the joy of what you get to do um and and that's pretty friggin' awesome so people want to find you
0: mm-hmm.
2: where can they go
1: so they can find me at the joyful approach.com that's my website okay. there's tons of information on that um platform and then there is the um instagram is where i'm mostly on it's uh again the uh, is it the it's the joyful approach. Yeah. On Instagram.
2: Okay. Um, any FB groups or anything like that? Or- I'm on
1: Facebook. And I, I did start something called uh, the joyful try, but I'm not really active. On, I don't know. Facebook. It's, it's just hard for me to get all, you know, to be in so many different places. Every,
2: so, every no. new platform is a whole new brunt of push for, for activity. I completely get it. I've just, wherever you're most active, which is Instagram from what I'm hearing, we'll have those links down below. Um, You'll let us know when you have your next virtual sangha, right?
1: I will, absolutely.
2: Yeah, because probably
1: we'll, soon. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because I mean, if no one's ever done it before, try it out at least once. I mean, what could it what could it possibly hurt to try something that you've never tried before? Because you never know, something cool might happen. I mean, that's I really try it that. yeah. Just well, try,
1: well, try. You never know. <laughs>
2: you, you you don't. I mean. I think over half of the fear what people worry about is the fact that something new they might like now they got to like something else. Okay, (laughs) why is that a bad thing if it serves you? You know, try it. It's not a bad thing. It can't. It can't. It's certainly not going to kill you. Breathing, breathing is necessary to stay alive. So certainly can't kill you. That's one thing you can put away. It's not going to make you sick. Breathing is necessary to stay healthy. So again, there's another negative thing out the window. Stop making excuses. Is basically the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Follow joy. That just sounded awesome. Follow joy. That <laughs> also sounds biblical. Follow joy. Um, but in any case, Joy, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us here on Java Chat.
1: Thank you so much. I love this. This was really fun.
2: Totally enjoyed it myself. Um, loved your sharing. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your insights. Uh, if you've got anything new coming up, please let us know. We'd love to have you back. Oh, you have a podcast. What's What's the podcast again?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, the name of my podcast is called The Methodology, the methodology and it's on Apple and Spotify.
2: We need to get you on at least another 10 or 12 platforms, and I, I, I'll give you some pointers on that right after this, because that, do, if you're doing yeah. this, yeah, there's, there's a way to do it. I'll, uh, we'll talk about that after this, but The Methodology. You guys, again, if you want to follow her, link down below. She's going to be getting the links to both the video and the podcast. So if you got questions, feel free to post them in the comments. And at her leisure, she can come back in and either guide you, direct you or answer your questions as you, as you post them. So feel free to do so. If you're watching us on YouTube, there's a little button down there. that says subscribe. If you're not yet, please do, but make sure you also hit the button, uh, the bell, the button, hit the button, hit the bell next to the subscribe so that you guys know when our next one's coming up and we get more awesome people like this coming on and sharing their insights and their expertise. All right. If you're listening to us on platforms where I think we're like 11 or 12, download them, subscribe on that platform. Feel free. Um, We are on Spotify. Uh, We are on iTunes or iPodcast, whatever it is, as well as Google Play. Um, Or follow us on anchor.fm. That's where we home host, if you will. You're free to support us there. We love every one of you stopping in and taking a listen. You know how we love to end these. We say the same thing all the time. And as much as she holds space, we hold space for you here too. We love you. We love you guys for stopping and listening and taking a moment of your day to learn something new or learn something more. All right? So stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. For Joy Deshay and myself, Coffee with Mike. Ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit
1: www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in
0: Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.